the power of stories. In today's episode, we delve into a crucial yet often overlooked aspect of board effectiveness – stories. Imagine a world where numbers and strategies come alive, painting a vivid picture of your company's future. That's the magic we are exploring today. When it comes to decision-making and leadership, how can compelling narratives not only inspire your board, but also drive tangible results? Our guest today, Jyoti Guttara, excels in helping leaders align narratives with corporate culture, fostering an environment where stories become a driving force for organizational identity and strategic direction. Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. I'm Dr. Sabine Demkowski, founder and managing partner of Better Boards. We make the boards of the most ambitious organizations more effective. Our mission at Better Boards is to contribute to creating better boards. We do this by providing clients with an evidence-based approach for board evaluations and board development programs. Our clients have access to an innovative digital platform they can use for their internal and as part of an external evaluation. To fulfill our mission, we give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. Hi, Jody. Thank you so, so much for contributing to the Better Boards podcast series. Hi, Sabina. Thank you so much for having me. So before we start, we actually had a little conversation for our listeners. We talked about the name Jody because I thought, well, it puts a smile on your face, this name. Jody, what does it mean? <laughs> That's very kind, Sabina. Jyoti means light, sort of like a, a beacon of light that you could show the way, which I like to see as an analogy for storytelling. And it's funny because my father is Indian and my mother's English. And I live in Switzerland and people have a hard time pronouncing or remembering my name. So I help them with the following bridge, which is Joe. Sounds like a very typical yeah. English name. And what do people like to do in England? They drink tea. And that's the second part of the name. And, and where does the best tea come from in the world? Comes from India. And that way, whenever people drink tea, they hopefully remember me. And that's what storytelling is all about, building bridges. Fantastic. It's a nice way to actually go straight into our topic. And for our listeners, we record this podcast shortly before Christmas. And this is how the idea actually came up also for this podcast, because it's the biggest story. Christmas, every child, large parts of the world celebrate Christmas and everyone knows the story Why have stories like Christmas been so enduring? So Christmas is a story of hope. It's a story of redemption. And it's something we can all identify with. It's all about making this intangible idea of God in heaven who you can't touch, you can't see. It's about making God graspable and tangible in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's such an important lesson for businesses and leaders, because how often Do our ideas remain at that abstract level that you can't understand or grasp or touch? Our strategies and is our purpose something we can identify with, we can understand and embrace and can actually really embody? So I think that's why Christmas has stayed relevant. Obviously, there's faith involved there. But you know what? Facts don't cause faith, right? It takes a story to have faith in. And that's why we want, in terms of engagement with employees or other stakeholders, we really want to tell a story that can connect people and tell them what we're all about and invite people to join us on that journey. And I see so many boards struggling 
Of course, they don't have to come up with a story, but they have to sign off the story and they're part of that story. And it has become so much more important that organizations are clear about their purpose. Every great brand has a story, but a lot of organizations are struggling to be clear about that story. I mean, you have worked with boards around the globe and helped very well-known organizations to create their story. Why does a story matter so much? You already answered a bit, but maybe crystallize it for our listeners. Why does it matter so much for organizations of any size today? Why should I care? I think that's the question that we're trying to answer with things like the purpose of any organization. And that's equally important externally, but also internally, right? So Gallup's recent numbers are very clear on this. Employee engagement is abysmal. Storytelling helps organizations in two ways with this and other challenges. First, clarity, and second, connection. And these are two things every organization desperately needs from a startup to a Fortune 500. So the purpose is all about, again, to use the example of Christmas and Jesus, a vague idea or product or service really becoming tangible so that people can connect with it, maybe even celebrate it. And we see the most successful brands really building that community around a shared idea and shared values. So can an individual understand how their work contributes to the bigger picture of what the organization does, right? I was talking with somebody recently at the Drucker Forum, actually, who runs a glass manufacturing company, and he was sharing how actually this should be a topic that draws a lot of young people in because it's about sustainability, right? Glass, you can mm. recycle. And yet he was struggling in terms of the employer branding because they didn't have stories to share about what it looked like to contribute to something larger than just the bottom line. So the larger the organization gets, the more important the story becomes in keeping everything together. It's sort of like the glue. I'd say that's one reason why very large organizations struggled to keep performing at the level that they once had. If you look at corporate longevity in 1965, I think it was the average lifespan of a company on the S&P 500 was 32 years, and that fell by 2020 to 21 years, right? We're talking about survival here. So that's brutal. I mean, I noticed on the book you wrote that the CEO of Walmart endorsed your book and really liked it. So you said the story becomes even more important the larger an organization gets. So it's relevant for the PLCs of this world, for the AGs. So what are actually the ingredients of a really good story? What makes a story good? And tell us the secrets, these ingredients that can actually help boards to understand, to put a good story together or to sign off a good story. So I think that really depends on where you're telling that story and your goal with the story. So, so that's where I'd start. I could give you the ingredients of a good novel or a good movie, but that would be quite different from most business cases. So again, if we think of Peter Drucker, managing by objectives, right? So I would say it comes down to telling the right story to the right people at the right time in the right way. And that requires what I call narrative intelligence. And the problem is narrative intelligence is not something that's taught. It's, it's caught maybe by observing how other people do it. It's a combination of 
emotional intelligence and experience and many other factors. And the MBA really didn't teach you how to do this, right? So to give some practical tips around telling your story, I would help people to understand that there are different stories for different contexts. And the first way I like to break this down is by talking about story sizes. So a lot of people think of somebody going on stage and telling a five or 10 minute story. And typically we don't have time for that in the boardroom mm -hmm. or when we're meeting someone in a high stakes meeting. So the first thing to bear in mind is we have simple stories or anecdotes which could last between 30 seconds and 120 seconds. And they're really subtle. You know, you slip them in there. Nobody even can tell that you've told a story, but it brings your point to life and it's much more persuasive and memorable. Mm -hmm. So after you've classified your stories according to size, you can use the accordion principle. And if you do have five minutes, because let's say you're having lunch with a key stakeholder, then you can afford to expand, just like an accordion, that 60-second story into a five-minute story that includes a lot more details and helps to establish that emotional connection with someone. So the story size is the first thing, but the second thing is to understand there are different types of story, which have different structures depending on which story type that is. And you really want to know why am I telling this story before you try and craft that story and make it stronger. So I have a list of 10 essential story types, which my clients find useful across the organization. For example, I'll just give you one of these 10 story types. You know how when you meet somebody, maybe for the first time even, and you're, you've got your message in your head, right? We want to be persuasive in this particular way, or I need to influence somebody. And we're so heavily focused on our goal, on the message, that we forget the criteria that people have used to evaluate, am I going to listen to this person or not? Which is, of course, can I trust this person? Who are they? Why are they here, right? Do I like them? And that's where I recommend people have a so-called bridge story, which can establish common ground. You know, we tend to like people who are like us, and that's what the bridge story helps you do. So why should boards really care about stories? What's their role in the process of creating that story? Well, at an individual level, and I know some of your previous podcast guests have talked about how you can get a seat on a board. So let's start there. Some board members or prospective board members might care because just like in any other job interview, storytelling often makes the difference in who gets hired or promoted, you know, who gets to stay. So if people are angling for a directorship, they should ensure they're telling a story that showcases their experience and their expertise. But then moving on to why boards should care as a whole, I think a lot of boards still don't care. And I think that's a very dangerous oversight, but it's also a big opportunity because boards that do get storytelling right can be a lot more effective. Number one, they can get to know each other a lot better. And again, a previous guest of yours on this podcast mentioned why it's worth board members taking the time to get to know each other and their strengths and experience and expertise and, and values and way of seeing the world. Of course, to do with diversity as well, right? Cognitive diversity. Why is the board stronger when it has different perspectives? So first of all, storytelling can help boards to understand and appreciate who brings what to the table. Second, and I think this is the most interesting for boards, boards have to set the company's direction, right? The purpose, the vision, the, the strategy. And these things are often highly complex, but also abstract. And storytelling can help 
give flesh to the bones and turn what would otherwise be really um, something very vague and nebulous into something that we can connect with and, and understand. And I'll give you an example from neuroscience. I like to say stories turn information into experience. You see, when we hear a story, we cannot fully differentiate between the real and the imagined. We put ourselves in the shoes of the storyteller or the, the story that we're telling, and that's why movies work, right? You're sitting in your comfort, eating popcorn, and yet part of you is in the movie and you're scared of what's happening and your heart starts to beat and that sort of thing. So stories are essential for the board when it comes to defining and articulating a purpose and a vision. And they have to work very closely, of course, with the executives when it comes to breaking that down. How are we going to roll that out so that all of our employees and stakeholders can understand and embrace, and of course, lastly, put into practice and implement our strategy? I hear a lot of arguments who sets the strategy. Of course, we fully understand that it's the executive teams who set the strategies. But what you're alluding to is board should really also challenge the executives to come up with that story, not just present the facts. Because what I'm always seeing when people work for years and years in the organization, of course, you're completely wrapped up in the culture, in the acronyms, in that organization. But the story transports it inside and outside. So I think that's an important role the board should have, is to really challenge the executives to come up with this memorable story. Maybe, Jody, have you seen some really great examples lately? Companies that are really great in coming up with that story. You know, on the weekend, I saw actually for the very first time one of those big red Coca-Cola trucks, which I normally mm. only saw on advertisements. And I was instantly thinking of this podcast. The storytelling capabilities of that organization is fantastic. Absolutely. And one of the reasons why Coca-Cola has been so successful, I think, with a lot of their marketing, is they often talk about nostalgia. Psychologists have found that nostalgia helps people to part more easily with their money <laughs> or not, not to be concerned about money when in some developing countries, of course, a Coke is something very expensive. So ultimately, it's all about selling and not just a product, but also an idea, right? We want people to buy into that idea And if people can't see the vision, it really isn't a vision, is it? It's just fancy words. It's wallpaper. So to answer your question, some great examples. Actually, Microsoft is a wonderful example. And a lot of people have written a lot about how Satya Nadella has helped Microsoft to turn around. But a lot of people don't appreciate how storytelling was a large part of that. In fact, Microsoft has an annual conference or, or summit just for their internal storytellers. They've trained thousands of storytellers. The hotel chain Kempinski would be another great example of an organization that said, let's go beyond marketing and sales because everybody knows that stories are a key part of selling the product or the service. But Kempinski, they really brought their employees together to swap stories and it became a key part of the management culture. And out of my own work, I can't talk about a lot of them, but I'm uh, actually involved with a large change management program which is in virtual reality. And we help break down behaviors and strategy enablers in gamification. So that's a large part of storytelling as well. Great. I mean, I look at the time and we sadly have to come to an end. 
What should boards take away or the people who serve boards, what should they take away from this podcast? It's a standard question we always ask. So the three things our listeners should take away from this podcast. Number one, people are not rational. <laughs> we can be rational, but our default mode is to make decisions emotionally first. And then our subconscious quickly justifies its decision with some rationalization after the fact, right? So be aware people are not rational and therefore we should appeal to the whole brain with stories. Number two, and you said this beforehand, Sabina, ask for stories. Next time an executive or another board member brings some statements and statistics, then say, okay, but what does that look like on the ground? Tell me an anecdote And that will give a fuller picture. It will help you understand the situation a lot more fully. And then in terms of how you can practice your own storytelling, a lot of people are worried about using stories in high stakes environments, such as a board meeting. So my simple solution to practice stories, and this is the homework for our listeners, whenever you're asked, how are you? That's a wonderful opportunity to practice storytelling in a low stakes environment. It will help you to hone that tool, but it'll also help you every day as people engage with your mission and what you're all about. So tell stories every day. The results may surprise you. Fantastic. Jody, thank you so, so much for contributing to the BetterBots podcast series. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Sabina. How can we help you and your board? We at BetterBots are always delighted to hear from you. You can best reach us at info at better-boards.com. Contact us if you want to learn more about the work we do, have an idea for a podcast, would like to see a demo of our platform, etc., etc. Thank you for listening.